Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the franchise business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we welcome back our returning guest, Steve Player, who is the CEO of the iconic family franchise Ferguson Player, an Australian-owned and run bakehouse franchise first opened in 1901. Listen as Steve chats about the current state of 2020 for small business owners and food retailers in Australia, how Ferguson Player has been performing throughout lockdown, how the business has survived harder times again and again, and how you can achieve success in 2020 by following the Ferguson Player business model and more. Listen on to find out more. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange. On our team today is Ellen Rogers, who's the co-interview on this podcast. Hello everyone. Our special guest today is Steve Player, who's the CEO of Ferguson Player Bakehouses. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Steve. No, thanks for having me, Ragu and Ellen. Fantastic. Very interesting times we're in the midst of, Steve. So great you can have we can have you on the show today. Great to hear about how Ferguson Player has positioned itself in the current market and also you know, some some of the innovations you've done to stay ahead of the game and in many ways ahead of the virus, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> but let's get into a bit more. So Thanks for joining us. And can you tell us again, as a reminder, your professional background and your current role at Ferguson Player? Yeah, sure. So look, being a well, almost fifth generation family business, and I say that because the nieces and nephews and my kids are starting to roll in and make gingerbread men on the weekends. Uh, not surprisingly, I, uh, my brother and I started about the age of eight. And to be fair, we've, we've almost done nothing else other than Ferguson player a couple of uh, stock takes at might attend and what have you but but short of that I, you know I, I did a commerce degree but in between working at Ferguson player we we both made cakes drove trucks headed up cleaning and uh, after uni I, I went into a finance role with the business and sort of fast forward 30 years um, I'm now the CEO have been since 2012 and uh, work alongside my brother who heads up the manufacturing he is the guy responsible for how awesome everything tastes and looks and, uh, you know, between the both of us and, and an amazing team that we have working for us, um, that is uh, now the Ferguson Player family. Wow, that's, that's very impressive. <laughs> so just asking about, <laughs> sounds like there's a lot of history going on in the family. So this year, have you been able to open new stores amidst the unprecedented lockdown? And have you been able to do this as a current business focus? Yeah, look, we but we've nearly always got stores ready to open, and uh, and I mean the the thing about building stores is you you know you've often signed a lease and engaged a builder, and so some of these things you just can't stop unless of course um, the government you know stops construction. So we had always had a couple of stores in play uh, before the first restrictions lockdown here, and they were in Heidelberg and Oakley, and we've just been so incredibly you know I mean l- lucky because of the types of stores that they are that they opened to above budget sales during the middle of the pandemic. And ironically, both of these, we opened two stores in the first week of the first lockdown and we've opened two stores in the first week of the second lockdown and, and we've just been so lucky. And when I say lucky, they've, they've sort of a mix of street-based stores and smaller shopping centre stores because certainly our experience with the lockdowns are the larger shopping centres take, you know, a huge, you know, take take the brunt of the, of the impact with consumers just wanting to stay away from large crowds. So both Heidelberg and Oakley open to really just quite incredible numbers and have almost been undented even in the second lockdown. They are both located near other supermarkets 
and have had really good ant trail and foot flow. And, and you know, we, we put a lot of effort into making sure we choose the right positions. And so that has been validated with those two. And the second two stores we opened, one was in Clayton at M-City. It's a brand new uh, shopping centre and it's pretty much just us and Woolworths trading there. And that, that's trading on budget. And we opened a store in Manor Lakes out in Werribee and that has just gone gangbusters. And so it's it's fantastic that our our guests, we call our customers our guests, have, you know, obviously masks and socially distanced and all those kind of things, but have been out there supporting us and and, and obviously, you know, really like the product. So we have opened four stores. We have another three slated, I think, locked in before Christmas and we're well on track to uh, to be opening 10 before the end of the financial year. Now, opening 10 new stores, um, given what's going on, is quite an impressive feat. Now, now you've always had that a very tight business model that's continued to evolve. Now, with you know, some the unprecedented time with the lockdown and virus, what type of pivots or how's the model had to evolve to ensure franchisees can grow and continue to have a livelihood and as well as prosper in the midst of the pandemic? Yeah, look, I think one of the things that has held us in such good stead is before this, uh, yeah, we, we put a lot of effort in the last couple of years to really, you know, absolutely lock down what business it is that we are in, which sounds like a really strange thing for a business that's 118 years old to say, yes, we make cakes. So some people will say you're in the bakery business, but you know, yeah, um, lot, lots of people make food and they help people get through their day by giving them food to eat. You know, what sits behind bakery and certainly behind our bakery is that, you know, we've, you know, having, having had a really good look at all of our customer engagements and what it is we've done over the years is what we know that what we really do is we, we're in the business of making people happy and it just happens to be through bakery goods. And the importance of that is is sort of really played out during these restrictions because we very, very quickly went to, well, what if we can't trade? Well, what if we can trade but we're restricted? What if people can't come to visit us? How do we deliver happiness? And it might not be with the frequency with which people came and got a vanilla slice or a great coffee or any of those things, but there are other ways that we can still give them a little dose of sunshine. And so, you know, moving to some of our social media channels and some of those other things has been so, so important and I think has has really helped underpin customers' support of us so that they, they might have been hearing some of the fun stuff we were doing on social media so that when they do have their one shopping trip a day or every couple of days, they've made sure that they've come to visit our store. So so first of all, it was to acknowledge that, you know, our 100, 150,000 customers that we serve every week, you know, they are in desperate need of happiness more than they ever have been before. I mean, we are all in desperate need of happiness in the middle of this lockdown. And so to reach out to all of our stores and say, hey, so first of, first and foremost, you know, before you're happy, you need to feel safe. So, you know, let, let's make sure that, you know, that the cleanliness and all the things that we need to do in a COVID safe environment are being done. And we look to be doing it. We are doing it. We're clean. We're crisp. Our uniforms are, are tidier than they've ever been. Our stores are cleaner than they've ever been. First of all, let's do that. Secondly, um, as hard as it is to get up and, and see your till ringing through at only 70% of normal sales or 50% of normal sales, you know, the only way that that doesn't get worse is if we make sure that we are a source of real happiness and sunshine for our customers. And so, you know, some of our stores were, you know, brave enough to, you know, every couple of days they would have dress up days. And in the middle of all this mayhem and all this terrible news on the, on the TV, that you would turn up to a Ferguson player at Sydenham and a couple of the other stores we had. And they were having pajama days, or they would have, you know, pirate dress up days. 
and you know and people people kind of need that almost more than they need a beautiful eclair or a great pie or a coffee and so getting that message out to our stores was really important and um, for some of them their capacity to get to that happy spot was was really tough and so supporting them through mental well-being was was really key so first of all it was just to get the tone of what we do right make sure that customers know that you know if i visit ferguson player i'm going to get a little bit of brightness into my otherwise cloudy gray day secondly was you know if if people can't come to us how do we do a better job of getting to them and we had a couple of stores who were on uber eats at that stage but we very very quickly expedited that process like a million other food retailers out there but to help make that easier, um, we told all of our franchisees we would fund all of their startup costs. And I think Uber Eats has since gone to zero startup. But at the early stages, we just said, you just got to get out there. You know, if we go to stage four, you need to be able to have product delivered to people's doorsteps. And then since the second stage, um, having had almost everyone on Uber Eats, we've opened up to DoorDash and Deliveroo and a couple of others. So they are, and they will be perma- permanent pivots. I mean, we're, we're driving substantial revenue um, at good margin for our um, franchisees and through to our guests through the delivery aggregators. The other thing was you know, just staying open, which, you know, when, when you've got some stores that might have been trading at 50% of turnover, you know, there's some real value in knowing part of this is what wanting customers to know that look, when this thing's over, they always remembered Ferguson Player was that trader that did its very best to be open for them the whole time. So either try not to lock down your trading hours too much or you know, if you attempted to close because you were just breaking even for the day, then stay the course and stay open so that the next time this happens, customers in their minds are going, hey, look, Ferguson Player is, is nearly always open. I, I know I can go there. And that's borne out in the second stage of lockdown. The first stage, we encouraged our franchisees to be brave, to be courageous, stick through it. And we're hearing it now all the time in the last couple of weeks, people turning up and saying, hey, look, I knew you guys would be open because you were open during stage one. Well done and, you know, and thank you. And they're rewarding us for, for being there for them. And, uh, and then the other thing is really making it easy for all of our retailers, our managers and our stores to focus on service and product despite the fact that there were things like JobKeeper and JobSeeker and local council grants and federal government grants that were helping them get through this. And so the fran- as the franchisor, we spend a lot of time deciphering all of that information, distilling it and communicating it out in a way so that our franchisees didn't need to spend too much time after their very, very long, hard days, then having to decipher all of this stuff and the support as the franchisor um, that we provided for them was really key in terms of them still being able to deliver that service to our guests. Mm, I agree. And like, even... As we face, as we keep going with 2020, we do need to keep celebrating. We do need to keep the finer things that make us feel happy. And there's nothing better than having a cake to bring you joy, especially when it comes to birthdays for young and old and engagement parties, announcements. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of baby announcements after the end of 2020. So there'll be a lot more baby cakes ready to go. Definitely. But yeah, so Focus and Player has, as you said, it's been around for a very long time. And if you think about it, 100 years ago, Ferguson Player was around when, like a long time ago, the Spanish flu was a thing, and it still survives, and it still is functioning today. So it looks as if Ferguson Player has had the core needs to be able to function like through an, a situation like we're experiencing. Again, it's nothing new to Ferguson Player. Is that how you, is that how you see the business? It, it certainly is. I mean, when the first stage you know, lockdowns came before JobKeeper and, and when everyone was in that sort of panic mode, you know, my, my brother and I, you know, and, and we still, you know, my father's still very much part of the business in terms of the sort of mentorship. 
level, you know, we communicate daily around this stuff was, well, we never ever thought that that we would have our version of what our forefathers had gone through. You know, my great-grandfather having gone through World War I and then his son having gone through World War II and the Great Depression and then multiple other recessions. And we would always talk about the resilience of our model, but we never, ever thought that we would be in the depths of this kind of economic crisis that we are in now. And so, you know, first of all, my brother and I went, well, look, you know, if, geez, if four generations of players have been able to get through those challenges, you know, first of all, we, we have the internal fortitude to do this. We must do this. It's our, you know, it's our job to get through this bit. Secondly, you know, we know that the business got through those. And so we know that the model, the type of product, you know, where we trade and how we trade has been able to get through things that, you know, in some ways would have been a lot harder than potentially this pandemic with world wars and death and, this, and the grief that those kind of things bring. So it gave us the sense of, you know, if we do the right things, this business has the resilience to get through. And uh, but but that was fine to think that. I mean, at the end of the day, we, not, none of us had been through this kind of crisis, and no one has globally. But it gave us some some real confidence that that we'd done that in the past, and that it was our job to just pull out all stops and and get that done. You know, pulling together as a family as well. I think that's the thing that's helped us get through the last hundred years as well. Is that as the CEO, you know, you hear a lot about you know business leaders. It can be lonely at the top. How do you you know how do you have a day where you can be fragile or you can be exposed because you know you need to be able to talk about those fears or you can just melt down and and I'm just unbelievably grateful to have a relationship with my brother where you know I'm, I'm his boss but you know when it comes to it it's the family business you know there is no boss there is a guy who's been around the business for 35 years and there's another guy who's been around the business for 35 years and then we've got my father who's been around the business for you know 55 years and together, we can all say everything that we need to say. We can talk about the fears that we have and the things that are worrying us and to support one another. And we also spent the last five years putting together a, you know, a, a far more independent board than, than the family business that we had you know, 10 years ago. And so on a daily basis, I would speak to our chairman and the other board members who have, who have been other parts of other family businesses. And so I just had the benefit of so many different people that I could lean on who could give me advice uh, around all of that and uh, so between that and knowing that we have been through this in the past um, it, it was a it was a, just such a fantastic foundation for how to move forward through this current crisis and now you mentioned um, you know the challenges that uh, are occurring right now as we progress through the um, situation we're in what do you think are some challenges are you set to face as Australia looks to move beyond the downturn and open their businesses up again? And how do you think that translates to a franchisee being successful in your system as well? Yeah, yeah. So look, I think the if I go to the the, the risks that we are sort of looking to, to mitigate or prepare for is to work out really your, what what is the state of the economy going to be like? There's a lot of people who are currently on life support with JobKeeper and JobSeeker and, and that will disappear at some stage, whether it's September or March or whatever for people, that some of that money will go. And, and there is some, there's some loose money. I mean, some stuff being spent that wouldn't otherwise be spent if JobKeeper was around. So we don't know what that's like when it gets all, all tightened up. But, but for, for the same reasons that our business has, has thrived, has, has not just survived, but in some, time, in some ways we've thrived through some of the really deeper, darker economic moments in the last 100 years. You know, I, I mean, I was old enough in the 90s to, 
to watch Ferguson player trade through the, the 90s and, and some pretty terrible unemployment figures. And we, we really did quite well then. And it's because, you know, p- people are trading down from, you know, restaurants and, and you know, fancier, higher, you know, higher value meals, but they're still time poor. They're still working their bums off like, like so many Aussies are. Um, and, you know, Ferguson Player has always done a good job of selling a really great quality product that's it's easy, to, uh, it's, it's easy to buy, it's easy to heat up and consume, it's easy to serve with some vegetables, it, it, you know, it, it can be uh, nutritious. And, and then, of course, we sell into all parts of the day from, from morning with a coffee or a, um, you know, or a morning treat to lunchtime, which is very strong trade for us, to at-home meals. And the, the at-home market right now is just so, it, you know, it, it's huge because we're forced to be at home. Um, uh, but you know, people, you know, people are going to be frugal, and they're going to be very careful with where and how they open up their purses and their wallets. And uh, bakery is has for a long time always been seen as a safe type of business, a a comfort food, the kind of food that your grandma or your mother or your father would make for you when you're a young child, or those little sort of nostalgic treats. And you know, people covet safety. And familiarity when things are tough and they are unfamiliar. And Ferguson Player Bakehouses is that brand. And reciprocally, when things are really booming and people have got a lot of money and they're being frivolous, then you know, then they'll upgrade and they might, you know, go to really high-end patisserie and pay, you know, seven bucks fifty-eight dollars for a fancy slice. But that is not now, and that will not be now for the next at least five years. So I, I genuinely feel Ferguson Player is really well positioned to be who it always has been, a really safe pair of hands. And we often use that analogy I mentioned before, which is, you know, Ferguson Player sells you the kind of stuff that's made with love by your grandma or your nan. And, you know, when you get to lick the spoon and you lick the icing off or a beautiful, comforting pie, that's who we are going to be for the Australian public for the next five years. And and we know that and we will, we will deliver that in spades. And so... A lot of what we've been working on during lockdown is how do we make sure that when people get back to our counters, they won't see the same old Ferguson player. We will have the same, you know, wonderful values and support for them, but they will know that we've been working on new products, you know, things that will give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of happiness, a whole new range of sweets. We've already, we had to do a whole new range of party cakes because of course parties aren't, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. You know, parties are four or five people at the moment. We very quickly pivoted to doing a really nice budget range of delicious cakes that you can have with your, your two kids and your wife or your, or your husband. And we will get ready for the big parties when, when they come. But for now, it's making sure that we, we deliver um, to our customers what they need. I think the other really big thing for us is, you know, dietary trends. I mean, that, that's nothing new to talk about that. But we've just had the most incredible success with uh, some innovation that we've been working on for the last 12 months. And we just launched that with our plant-based pies and sausage rolls which are you know very meaty plant-based um you know vegan friendly products and within a period of a month they've moved to they're now over 10 percent of all of the savories we sell are um, vegan friendly and we've just launched a gluten-free pie which has gone gangbusters and so we're doubling down on on all of those categories knowing that we've got lots of customers out there who want to shop at ferguson player who haven't been able to and they're now coming back to us so look given you're going in in a relatively better position than most in the market, is it also opening up some good opportunities for you to source very good sites for new franchisees? Yeah, it, it certainly is. We I mean, There's a couple of different areas there, either sites that have been vacated 
by food retailers who can't continue on. And sometimes that's a, a you know a bit of a facelift, but most of the time it's still a full refurbishment. But you know we know through their trading history if it's likely to be a really good store for us. If we compound that with the process that we go for site go through for site selection, then it's uh, you know it's a very good proposition for us. We know within eighty seven percent accuracy uh, what our sales will be in any one site. And so we can negotiate the right rent and only say yes to the right leases and say no to the wrong leases. We're already seeing a, 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 not a significant, but it will increasingly be a more significant drop in occupancy costs. It just has to play out that way. It was already overheated before the COVID crisis. So we will have more sites on offer and we will be able to negotiate uh, better rental rates. And that's why I'm, I'm really confident that we will open at least 10 stores in this current financial year. Yeah, fantastic. And how do you think that now, look, given the, the ethos, well, you know, a lot of strategy, a lot of work's been gone into you know, making this a, a marketable and sustainable product. How do you think that translates to a, a new franchisee coming in over the next year or so um, in that slightly changed environment you mentioned? Yeah. Is it the same sort of person? Do you think that would go well with a Ferguson player franchise? Yeah, look, I, I do. It is uh, the, you know, it's who you are when things are really tough that really sort of I think defines you. And and one of the things that I'm proudest about with this business, you know, it is validated that you know you need to be a people person to successfully wear the Ferguson Player uniform and extract the value that the Ferguson Player model has on offer. You know, people are buying a cake and a pie from us, which is fine, but they're really buying, like, you know, you've heard me say it a hundred times in this interview, they're buying happiness. And, you know, you, you can, if anything, you could do a, you could do a worse job of making the product, but if you, you know, if you make sure that people feel, um, you know, included and, and happy as a result of the engagement that you give them through either a great coffee or remembering their name or what they did last week and, you know, all those great traders that you might have personally that you love to go and visit, you know, that's what people crave. And so Ferguson Player, you know, budding franchisees need to be that person. You've got to love being around people more than anything else. And as I said, this this has currently validated that um, really strongly for us. And and I think, you know, I think the opportunities over the next couple of years are, you know, in some ways even stronger. There, there will be relief. There will be a reduction in occupancy costs. There has to be. And, and I, I'm just horrified at the number of retailers who have already had to close, but there will be more that have had to close. After the first stage lockdowns sort of started to dissipate, a lot of our stores moved into serious growth. Not not the particularly large shopping centre sites, but some of the others were, un- were the beneficiaries, unfortunately, of some of our competitors closing. And, you know, what will happen during this thing is it will be a little bit of last man standing. And I'm supremely confident that uh, that all of our stores will trade through this. And on the other side of it, there will unfortunately be less competition and but Ferguson Player will be there. We have a, a product that people uh, will be craving during these uncertain times. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of new products um, uh, available for our customers. Um, and so I think I think the the future for new stores for Ferguson Player is, is quite bright despite the the current environment. Look, what are you now most proud of in your franchisees right now? So, you know, what drives you to really push forward as a business? Look, particularly as having been defined over this last crisis period is is a test of you know how do how do the values of the Ferguson Player business get communicated and get lived across the business 
And so, you know, if I check in on the, you know, the, the stated values that we have and we, we, you know, we try and induct people into these, whether they're employees or franchisees, it's, you know, we, we've behaved as one family, like a really tight family. We, we've been courageous and our franchisees have been courageous. You know, in the, in the early stage, we had a couple who just, that they were like beside themselves. And so the, the few times that we had a couple of stores close, they just said, look, I, I don't know how to cope with this. I'm so stressed. And so we, we just said, you go home, you get yourself better, but don't close. You know, we will run your store for you. And so as soon as you're ready to come back, you know, we'll hand the keys back, but let us run it for you so that you don't lose continuity of relationship with your customers so that you've got something when you come back. And within five days, those franchisees were back on track. It's been a wonderful opportunity for us to demonstrate how we can help people when things are, you know, really, really tough. Everyone's been really proud and uh, and grateful. You know, the number of messages that I get from franchisees or staff just saying, hey, you know, thanks for being there for us. You know, couldn't be prouder to be part of the Ferguson Player family. Only an hour ago, I got off a um, phone call to one of our number one franchisees who likewise said, look, t- life is really tough for me right now, but all of the problems were homeschooling and family and you know all this stuff and you said but the one bright spark that I have in my life right now is Ferguson Player thank goodness I own he owns three of them he said thank goodness I've got Ferguson Player we have put the customer at the center of everything that we do and one of our values is being customer obsessed everything that we do from the product to the service you know goes through the lens of have we helped simplify our customer's life and given them little moments of joy because that's our customer cause We've remained optimistic at times when it's been really tough. We've tried to really reflect on the fact that it is a privilege to be allowed to trade, and it is right now because so many retailers can't. And as many as, as much as we've got some stores that are, you know, 50, 60% down, you know, it's still a privilege to be there. And we know that things will bounce at the end of this current lockdown. Mm-hmm. And we've kept having fun at a time when it is just so hard to have fun. And I, and I want, you know, a potential franchisees, anyone listening to this to know that, you know, Ferguson Player's commitment is to deliver happiness at all costs to our guests, which means, you know, you, you can't make people happy without having fun. And so, you know, if, if you want to be part of a business that, that strives to have fun, and yes, it's hard work and all that stuff, but all food retailing is, you know, we, we have fun because by having fun, we help people smile. And uh, so, so that's it for me. If we get all of that other stuff right, you know, it's easy to make a great pie and a great cake. I mean, it really is. We do that for them, but it's it's watching all of our franchisees pull together, help one another through this. And if we can get through this, which we are getting through, and all the other bloody depressions and world wars we've been through, you know, we'll get through anything. Look, we have seen a lot of um, uh, communication by you as well as the Ferguson Player team across different social media, online channels, and we have noticed that ramp up a notch considerably. So how, how has your communication pivoted or responded uh, in the current situation as well? Yeah, look, so when, in, during the first lockdown, when we, when we started to contingency plan for, well, what if we were told we weren't an essential business and what if we couldn't trade? And, you know, thank goodness that hasn't, hasn't played out. But we very quickly moved to, well, look, we need to, have a, we need to be able to still have a daily conversation with our customers to make sure that when we're ready to open our doors again, that they will be there and that they that they won't have missed us. And so we quickly went, or the marketing team did a fantastic job of putting together a couple of ideas. And uh, one of them was this weird thing called Corona Oki. And it was it was harnessing the fact that I, I do some silly song parody singing at our gala awards and what have you in the past. And I'd been locked down at home with, with my kids in the first lockdown. And 
And we were reaching out fairly regularly directly from myself, you know, via FaceTime live stories and what have you saying, hey, we're, we're still open. Thank you for supporting us. And we felt like that hearing from a player was a really great way for people to understand that we're not just some 80 store cookie cutter franchise. You know, we, we just, we're a small family business that happens to have 80 stores and there are still lots of players and, and family members around. And that, that was resonating really strongly. And so we thought, well, look, why, why don't we dial it up? And the marketing guys come up with the idea of, hey, let, let's do this Corona Oki thing. Steve's locked down at home. You know, suggest you um, suggest some songs that you'd like him to turn into some sort of funny food puns and food parody type things. And uh, we'll select the top five and he'll write a song each week. And that's ended up becoming a, an ongoing thing where I, don't know, I think we've maybe made 20 or 30 different videos um, where we've taken really well-known songs and changed the words and, and made them really sort of comical and topical and realised that people really, really, really want to have a laugh about their COVID lockdown experience. They just want to poke fun at it. And a couple of the videos have had, I don't know, a quarter of a million views and, uh, and every couple of weeks we do a couple of those. Um, that's translated to us sort of playing around on TikTok and recently we just dropped those videos onto TikTok knowing it was a fairly new medium for us. And a couple of the videos went viral and we ended up on the Today Show with Carl Stefanovic having hit 3 million views on a couple of our song parodies. And it's just been such a terrific way for people to, for our customers to get that, look, we happen to be in the cake business and the pie business but we know that we are in the business of making you smile. And if that means the CEO has to sing and dance with his kids at home in the study, that, that, is, that is what we will do. And, and it'll all probably, you know, wind up after the restrictions because it's a real captured audience now for that kind of thing. But between that and some other competitions and the way that the team have really understood that, you know, people want to laugh more than they did before. So we've sort of dialed up the, the cheekiness of our social media and the frequency and soon as we realised that we're financially we're going to be getting through these stages, we decided to turn back out our marketing budget and get it on, knowing that, that we could double down and make sure that our share of voice during this lockdown was really strong so that as soon as people were ready to get back into the stores that they would remember you know, the things that they had heard either on radio or through social media. And so far that's bearing out really strongly. So, yeah, I'm, just, I'm so, so proud of the marketing team and for everyone for, for getting behind that. Well, it's obviously had a lot of effect. I mean, I noticeably saw a lot more information in the market about Ferguson Player. And I think even about your store openings, um, that may have been one of the reasons that sparked this interview. So it just mm. does go to show how connected all the media is in terms of the, and the work you're doing. You know, is obviously part of a long and well thought out plan to, to counter what's going on in the market. So really great to see that going on. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Been a lot of fun. Thanks for that, Steve. And at the moment, there's a lot of nervousness about setting up a new business or even looking for a new business. Mm. As the CEO of Ferguson Player of an established and well-functioning bakehouse, do you have any advice for anyone thinking of joining the market or thinking post-COVID-19 of trying their own luck at a small business venture? Yeah, it, it's a really good time to be safe. I know that's very obvious, but it really is just so important to to be doing things safely right now. So look, when things open back up again, things will be good, but they will be good for sort of traditional businesses. I, I think, you know, if you've got a, a fancy new sort of food retailing idea, you know, I, th- I think that's pretty high risk. It's higher risk than it's ever been in the last 10 to 20 years. But I think if you've got a, a safe business idea, 
or if you're investigating a, a, a well-established food business that can demonstrate that they have been through tough times before and come out okay, you know, I, I would, you know, I think you can feel confident there. I think uh, because of the uncertainty, there will be certain uh, rental and leasing opportunities that can be locked in at pretty good rates, either through decent, uh, getting decent fit-out contributions or being able to lock in a, a decent occupancy cost because there are some landlords who really are looking for, they're just looking for locked-in income. I think there there's some really good opportunities, but there has never been a more into- important time than than being safe. Um, it really is. I, you know, f- for us, I, you know, I've been obviously part of Ferguson Player for a long time, and I've just talked about us opening, you know, quite a few stores this year and feeling confident about that. That you know, we will open those as company stores if necessary, um, because I, f- I just feel really strongly about our capacity to do what we did only two weeks ago when we opened in Manor Lakes. To you know, we, we opened over twenty thousand dollars a week in turnover on the eve of stage four restrictions, and we finished the week at I think twenty one, twenty two thousand dollars. That's they're just incredible numbers for a bakery. Now they're not always going to be like that, but it just proves to me that the uh, you know the right offer at the right time with the right lease you know c- can be really good. Excellent. Now, we've talked a lot about the market, the different trends that are going on, but no matter what, there'll be people interested in being their own boss, potentially becoming a Ferguson player franchisee. Once they do reach out to you and, you know, there's a mutual understanding that it could be a good fit, what are the next steps in really getting them up to speed and ready to run their own show? Yeah, so look, we've got a a sort of very well-finessed training program that we put people through. The, the team have done a fantastic job of pivoting and making sure that they can deliver that using online channels where necessary. But uh, we've got quite a, a large office area in our facility, which is great. So socially distanced, we can still have lots of people in a room. And, uh, and so it's a combination of our online tool. We've got a learning management system, which we, uh, which we use. It's called Get Smart. And that can, that can be distributed very quickly to people so that they can start their remote learning. And, uh, and then it's a combination of, of both that theoretical learning and in-store. And we have uh, quite a few company stores that we do um, placement training in. Uh, coffee is obviously very important. So we still do uh, some important socially distanced coffee training. And, uh, you know, and part of that is, is spending some time with me and, and making sure that we induct new team members through our values and our brand story and, and those kind of things. So we hold the franchisee's hand uh, all the way through and then once they have their store and we have opening day, we spend a week in the store with our key staff from baristas and a couple of team members making sure that they are well-versed and uh, well able to operate their store as best they can. And certainly in the current environment, we've, uh, we've proven that in the last couple of weeks with two store openings that are going gangbusters and some franchisees who are um, happily exhausted at the end of some very strong trading weeks. Thanks a lot, Steve. Look, this has been extremely fascinating. It's almost, you could say, it's glad to hear some good news stories about you know, tried and tested businesses continuing to fare well in the market. But the insights about your strategy, you know, how the market is faring and how you're pivoting, as well as what a franchisee can expect coming on board with you, have been really fascinating. So again, would love to have you on again soon. During during the the next expansion as you continue to grow, and it's been a pleasure having you on there. Good on you, mate. No, thank you both, and uh, very happy to come on board. and And hopefully, our stories will bear out <laughs> positively over over the next twelve months. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks a lot. Look, we do encourage anyone interested to head towards the Ferguson 
Pull their website to find out a bit more about the company. You'll have some contact us options near the podcast, so please um, feel free to put your name down and one of the team will get in touch and get your journey going with the company. Once again, Steve, love having you on and love to have you on again soon. All right. Thank you, Steve. Good on you guys. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In the subsequent we spoke to returning guest, Steve Player, CEO of Ferguson Player. For more information on the Ferguson Player Bakehouse franchises or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.